2: Listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice with Making a Dif- Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in a healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic violence. Uh, if you would like to call in um, tonight, my number is 917. 917- eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. If you are listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, you can also email me at Sharreen C W R at Gmail So let me spell that out for you. S H A R E E N E C W R at G M A I L dot I would love to hear from you either way. Give us a call or email me, I'm fine. I would like to remind everyone that our show is on Every Thursday night now, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, or 8 Central. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you subscribe to those services. If you want direct links to those services, you can come, you, you can um, plug right into CWR homepage at uh, our website, which is cwrtalknetwork.com, and click on the logo for that service. Okay, I do have to share that this is going to be a high trigger topic So please be careful I'm going to give you the hotline number 1-800-799-SAFE Or 1-800-799-7233 We're going to be talking to Leslie Browning uh, Tonight And she's been on my show a couple of times And the things that she has to share um, She has received death threats in the past We're hoping she doesn't receive any tonight So um, again, the number if you'd like to call in and talk to Leslie is 917-889-8078, and we'll be right back from a public service announcement. My
3: savings are gone. Okay, where were they last? Here, right before I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Weird.
4: Not weird. Not saving now means no money later. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. I want to do a shout-out to Holly T. and... Australia for helping me get the word out about our show in that area we're very thankful to her and I'd like to do a shout out to a new listener Lisa B from Salt Lake City thank you Lisa for listening to making a difference about domestic violence okay and there's two subjects that I'd like to discuss tonight before I get to Leslie Uh, the first one is um, you know I always hear different things from people who really don't understand abuse. And I really get that. I really do. Um, So we're going to talk about them. One thing I always, I hear a lot and it's not even very uncommon. It's very common. Uh, They ask if you, they ask me, do you just want to change those guys? Is that what you want to do? Okay. So let me share with you one thing. We do not want to change them. No. I call it bait and switch. My cousin, my dear cousin Melissa in Las Vegas, calls it false advertising. (laughs) Either one you want to pick, it's the same. Okay, so let me explain this a little bit more in detail. We fall in love with this guy that they pretend to be, and they are very good at pretending. I've explained this in detail. I, I would give them an Oscar. Seriously, they would outdo anybody in Hollywood. Totally. Okay, that's how good these guys are no I did not see any red flags because if I did I would not have married them but that being said I didn't know what a red flag would look like seriously I didn't understand abuse at the time I didn't understand psychological abuse I didn't understand physical abuse I didn't understand any of that I didn't even understand psychological abuse financial abuse if I did I would have recognized that it was happening to me, right? Um, And I would have recognized it probably before, like I would now. Okay, so my second comment, and I have heard this on numerous occasions. Don't ask me why this happens. I don't know. But I have people who actually worry about the perpetrator. No kidding. Um. So I was talking. I, I've been in domestic violence meetings all week. Seriously, three of them on just yesterday alone. So uh, this actually has been brought up several times this week, and and one time uh or, or the it's the same. They're they're worried about the perpetrator. So what was said on this one occasion, though it happens all the time, is <clears throat> I. I don't want to hurt their job. I don't think they should hurt. Their job shouldn't be hurt. Okay, let me explain something to you in detail. Uh, we have a life sentence till you think we're going to get better. Sometimes that doesn't happen because of the psychological abuse is so in depth. The trauma is so in depth that um, I've been four years out and I'm still struggling a little bit. And I talked to a friend of mine. I said, Hey, I'm four years out. Shouldn't I be over this by now? She goes, I'm 20 years out. I'm not through it yet. So we get a life sentence and other people are worried about the perpetrator's job. I'm not worried about the perpetrator's job. Let me share with you what I think should happen to a perpetrator. There is not a victim alive that doesn't think that a perpetrator of abuse That's physical abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, um, psychological abuse, which is the baseline for all abuses, should be hit by a Mack truck and released from this earth so that the rest of us could live in peace. That perpetrator has perpetrated before and is psychologically hurt women. He is doing it to you now, and he will do it to someone in the future. So that is actually... (laughs) A lot of my friends got together, and that's why we call it the Mack Truck Syndrome. Uh, When I was first in recovery, that's uh, what they came up with, and I love it, the Mack Truck Syndrome. So that is actually how most victims feel. Now I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm still not caring about his job because I know for a fact that he has tried to hurt um, his victim's jobs. If he allows her to work at all, he tries to get her fired. That's what they do. That's what they do. So, if you're worried about anybody, worry about the victim. Don't worry about the perpetrator. You know, he should go to jail for a very long time and get the psychological help that he needs while we try to spend the next 20 years recovering. Just saying. All right. So, I'm just throwing that out. Uh, for those of you who'd like to uh, respond to that, you may call me tonight if you'd like, and and talk about that. Or um, also, you can um, email me. But we're going to go to Leslie right now. She has some videos, and like I said, this is a high trigger warning. She has some videos that she's going to actually uh, play the voice for us, not play the video for us because we're on the radio. So she's gonna do that. It's a high trigger warning. I gave you the number. I can give it to you again. Um, but you need to be aware that this is um, this is serious, and she has received death threats in the past for this, and so we're praying this doesn't happen again. Let me give you that uh, trigger uh, uh, the hotline number. For domestic violence, if you are triggered, that's one eight hundred seven nine nine safe or one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two two I'm sorry, seven two three three. Okay, and let's go to Leslie. Good evening. I I'm to talk to you. I miss you, you know that, even though, you know, I do talk to you a lot, but I, I still miss you. <laughs> I miss you
5: too. I'll be seeing you and okay. do.
2: You will, and, you know, anytime we Skype, you'll be seeing me, too, there. <laughs> yes. Okay, let, let me tell people a little bit about you. I didn't get to that point yet. Leslie has created the foundation for Alicia's Voice. Alicia, uh, Alicia was murdered by her husband um, a couple years ago, and um, he is now serving a, I think it's 79-year sentence, and he is uh, 70. available 70, and he's available for parole in 35, is that correct? Twenty-eight. 28 yeah we don't want him to get out uh because she she not only has given he has not only given her a life sentence but your entire family and her children as well um i know you have three videos um why don't you tell us a little bit about what the first one's going to be about
5: okay the first one i'm going to play it's um it's going to be kind of hard to hear so I'm going to explain what's going to happen in the videos. It's a little grainy because it okay. is a dash cam video from the Kaufman County Sheriff's Department and okay. in this video um, the Scott family the dad called police and they're having some kind of dispute against Daniel the family there are countless numbers of fights between the families constant violence going on and um the police come out and Penny tells the police that they know that Daniel is um, prostituting Alicia against her will and she's doing it because she's scared for her life.
2: Okay, and, and Penny, Penny is who again?
5: Penny is Daniel's mother, the okay. Alicia's murderer's mother. Okay. And um, Danny
2: starts talking
5: and he tells, the police that Daniel broke Alicia's arm and refused medical care for her for over a month. And if you want to see these videos, they are on Alicia's Voice Facebook page. It's A-L-I-C-I-A apostrophe S-V-O-I-C-E. And um, there are two Alicia's Voices. The one that you're going to look for is a picture of a dark-haired girl with a gold kind of gold background. Um, there are several videos on there that I have posted publicly. So people can see the reality that's going on. You can see my grandchildren walking around in the background. Um, the baby is only like four, maybe. And wow. you can tell they're small children just walking around everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Okay, let us hear that first and, one, and then and then maybe you can uh, okay. interpret it a little bit.
5: Okay, I'm going to hit play, and then I'm going to walk closer to a speaker so you can hear it. Okay. Okay. Taking a moment.
2: Don't you love it when it... it
6: this is
4: Danny
6: Scott, Scott talking. i to
5: Right here he's saying that he's the
6: police that he's denying it because scared. <laughs> 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 okay, but I won't stop, and said, oh, no. oh, no. yeah, sure. I said, no, and now, tell right and that's I said, I said, I said, I said, You will I said, I because I said, I said, I you know. said, I 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 I I said, said,
5: that's Leslie. The, that's the first one. Yes. Hey,
2: did you hear how fast he escalated? Yes. Oh, my gosh! He went through the roof. If that isn't um a personality disorder I don't know what is They should have recognized right then what this man was all about. Our problem is is law enforcement is not trained trained in personality disorders. It's why they give them anger management classes instead of <clears throat> psychiatry um help they These men are psycho and i i I don't know how else to say it i mean how else would you say it leslie these men are crazy and they are so crazy that they can convince anyone of anything
5: yes and um i'm having trouble opening one of them
2: um that's all right it, um we'll will allow you to i know it's probably sinking i hate it when it goes round 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 you're waiting forever but you know it just amazes me <clears throat> um why the law enforcement can't well you know they're not trained for this and i don't want them to be trained for this because i think they're trained correctly for what they need to do but the problem is is unless they have someone with them that is trained for this they make huge mistakes huge mistakes that will ultimately injure psychologically again the victim. And this happens time and time and time again. And this is the problem that I keep bringing forward. But they think, uh, you know, that this isn't a problem. Um, You know, it just amazes me. I don't think that victims are being cared for unless they have an advocate with the officers and officers. I don't mind if they, you know, settle a situation then bring in an advocate. I think that's how it should be. I think they should be taking care of the advocate, but the advocate needs to be there to help actually determine which one's the, the victim and which one's the abuser. It, one thing about a, and I'm not saying someone who's had a 40-hour class. That's not an advocate make. It It doesn't. Uh, an advocate is someone who understands, knows, and really understands abuse. I mean, there are people like you and me, we live for domestic violence. We live for advocacy. We live to inform. We live to, to help other people understand. That's what we live for. And yes. we... We just want the best you know, outcome for these victims, and the best outcome isn't going to be not taking them to the doctors because, if I remember correctly, the police didn't take her to the hospital either, right? They didn't do anything for her arm.
5: No, nobody helped her. There's one video that is on Alicia's Facebook page that you can see her. There, you can't hear anything because it's, it's a video. It, it doesn't have any audio, but you can see visibly Alicia's arm is broken. She's crying. She's trying to wipe the tears from her face with her broken arm, and it's very visible that her arm is bowed where her arm has been broken. And, and she's
2: talking to the police. Um,
5: yes. And she's telling them, and you can see the body movements, and she's saying no, no. You know, she's doing her hands like no. Um, I think that should have been mandatory that they took her out of the situation. And another thing I want to let be known, Alicia's murderer during all these dash cam videos had open warrants for his arrest in Henderson County, and none of the police picked him up on those arrests. On those warrants. Why? Why? Why do I
2: don't you think know. they are they not trained to pick up that. people with warrants? Are they? I mean, you know that's a that's a gimme right there.
5: It's 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 disturbing, and none of the videos that are on my hard drive are opening. I can explain everything though, but I can I do have um, recordings that I can let you listen to
2: Well, why don't you just explain them? Let's talk about them. Let's just uh what's the next one? Um and they can be found on Alicia's voice on Facebook, is that correct? Yes. Okay, um share them with yourself again so that they're popped up right at the top so that we can see them, you know, when we first go there cuz I think you put them in in December if I remember correctly. <laughs> Okay, I sure will. I'll I'll refresh them and I'll I'll put a
5: this I'll I'll say something at the bottom that'll pop them back to the top. Okay. Okay.
2: So uh, what was to... the next one that you were going to talk about?
5: The next one I'm going to talk about is where um, Daniel's dad calls 911 and he's asking how he can get a a gun for his son. He's a convicted felon, and this is a month or so before alicia's murder yeah and i'm about to start it
2: okay
1: may 10th 2016 3 and 33 seconds p.m oh
6: Yes, uh, follow police report. I'm, okay. I'm sorry, to, uh, that
5: is the wrong one
2: status. This
5: is another fight that they were having I apologize I thought I had it That's
2: alright, it sounded good to me <laughs> <laughs> So he was having a fight with his parents on that one
5: Yes Okay, I think this is it Let me see here
2: And didn't they Um <clears throat> Didn't they get 19,
1: a seventeen,
2: two thousand and sixteen. Okay. That's
5: yeah. This is it. Okay. 15, Keep... and AM. <laughs> no. I apologize. That's Daniel again.
2: Okay. What's going on in that I one? Apologize. I apologize.
5: This one here is where Daniel beat this guy up. He he stomps his head and he breaks his ribs. And um, I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, because it's please. pretty
5: graphic.
1: Oh and my And this gosh. is a month before November 19.
2: before he killed your daughter.
5: Yes. This is this is Mr. Auerbach talking about how he had been beaten up.
6: Dead on on 175
5: in
4: 1890.
0: Yes. Did I pull it over? Right
4: now, I not
5: know
4: if I want I'll get that. are you still there? Better know what happened. I am. Yeah. Okay. I'll wait you until you get it. your information. Okay. And the ambulance is
0: all on all right, their right. way. This is EMS now. This is Carefly. So tell me exactly what happened to you. Okay. I'm in the truck. I go to the garden truck. Uh, it's cold. 18 wheelers, don't always crank, you know, first crank. Oh, I've got twenty years driving. I've driven for these guys ten years. I've been on never had a problem. Uh, and this guy that had a lot of issues, I don't know with his wife, his job where he owns got me, but they but they he lost a few contracts and he yanked me out of the truck. Uh, and I you know, up the in a big truck, he asked me down on the driver. He he told me, uh, I got you run down my battery. But we went to crank it. Again, to look I only tried it for like two seconds. I know I am going to crank, so I'm waiting on you to put the finger in it. We went to crank it, it wasn't crank. It. You get off the truck, you fired. I said that's fine. with show me, I don't know you a thing. grabbed me from the truck, pulled me up, throws me on the ground, to get up, get out I said, I'm not getting up, I'm hurt. If you don't get up I'm gonna stomp you. And he digging me, digging me, and me. like, you Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. I, I got to go. I got to go my wife. Stay on the line. Hey, listen. Uh, stay
4: on the line
0: until they get there, okay? I'm struggling one, to breathe because his, his, his ribs okay, were broken. Stay on the line uh, three ways.
4: No, oh, you no. need to stay on the line, okay? I need you need to, to stay on the, the line with us. So can you can me talk to help. her once yeah. they get there, or I can have somebody call her for you. But you need to stay on the line with us, no. because this is a dangerous situation, okay. and we want
0: to make sure we get help to you. That's fine. And that you is, can this, do what you got to do, what I have okay. to talk to her. I'm already, and I'm scared. I know you're scared, <laughs> and we
4: have <laughs> SO, police on the lane, care department, uh, we have a fire department, uh, we have an okay. ambulance.
5: So just stay on the until somebody gets there. And I then you can call right until get here. Okay, I'm on, on the to call see. my okay.
2: wife. Okay. okay that's, that's the end of that one. Okay, so tell me um, a little bit about that. Um, <clears throat> did he live?
5: Uh, he lived. He um, lived. He he stomped his head and he kicked him in his ribs and broke his so ribs. So do you know
2: why? He and pulled I don't him know. out of his truck, he said, and, and he goes, I don't know if he's having a problem with his wife or his job and he pulls him out of the truck. What they he, had a truck? He was stop? Into a pulp. Yeah. No,
5: um they have a trucking company where they do re where they did reclaimed asphalt and um he. He went over to do his job, his everyday job that he does every morning. And the truck wouldn't start, and Daniel got mad and took it out on him.
2: Oh, Daniel's truck wouldn't start? Right. So he took it out on his, is that his boss?
5: No, that was his employee. That
2: was his employee?
5: Yes. And this was a month before Alicia's murder. Oh my gosh! This
2: guy was out of control, and they did nothing. They didn't keep him in jail. Nothing.
5: No, they did nothing. Uh, okay, this ahead. is the one about the gun. I'm just going to go right into it so you can hear. It.
1: Okay. Uh, I have a question. I hope you can answer me. Okay. Because I can't find anybody who can, can answer. Okay. okay. My son was convicted of taking show. shovel and probably about nine years ago. Uh, 18.
4: I'm sorry, sir. I just
1: walked all over you there. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, my, son, my son was 18
4: about nine years ago, ten years ago. I said ten years ago. This is gonna, sorry, Before you put him in the store, this is gonna be a dispatch question, so I'm gonna transfer your dispatch for you before we have
0: to repeat it again. Okay. okay? All right.
4: <laughs> this is Daniel's dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Just Martha. Well, I don't know if I'm in the right place or not, but I have a question I'm trying to find an answer to, and I can't get anybody to, find okay. to give me an answer. My son, 10 years ago, he was 18, was he had a uh, charge for either receiving stolen property or stealing something. I'm not sure which it was. It was a, it was a felony. Have you had um, so many charges and, against him? Uh, people have been telling me after five years on a felony, you could still uh, get concealed carry license. And it's been 10 years for him, you know. Okay, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Scott.
2: I love public information. He didn't
1: get a charge in here in Alaska. I'm <clears throat> sure you don't want to go, you know, file for a gun if you can't have one, you know. But people tell me you can have one, you know. Yeah. He was arrested for a felony about 10 years ago.
4: Uh-huh.
1: How long do you make clear? Um, ten years, I guess. Nine years, I guess. Wasn't it just like a uh, six-month sale, you know? She uh-huh. wasn't 18. I can't find anybody to tell me that. And I know somebody that his brother had been in trouble, and uh, after five years, he got his concealed still license, you know? We don't want to do anything kind of stupid and go up and a gun and you can't even have one, you know. Yeah, uh, 'cause so he's wanting to uh
4: be able to get a gun. Yes, ma'am. Information and then I'll have a, a deputy uh, okay. talk to you and maybe he'll he'll be able to answer your questions for you okay? All right. What's
1: your address? It's, uh 6658 Highway 175. This is my address, it's not his address.
4: Okay, that's fine. And that? what town is that in? Austin. Oh. you say 6658? Six, six, uh-huh. Highway 175?
1: Yeah, no. that's not where he lives. That's where I live. I'm just trying to get him information for him. Yeah. You know? Is it east? Yeah. Okay. And what's your what's your last name? Scott. And
4: your first name? Danny. Okay. I think
1: he's a junior. <coughs> Pardon? Me? Is he a junior? No just Daniel.
4: Okay. You're Daniel. You're Daniel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't need
1: the officer to
4: come
1: out. I can't tell me. I just find to keep him You want to contact my phone? Yeah. Okay. What's your number? 903-368-1134. Okay. Well, I doubt the officer's going to be able to tell me anything like that, either. <laughs> no, no. No more than I do. All right. Well, okay. anybody
4: else can tell me I might
1: be able to call?
4: I have no idea, sir. I'll get a, you
5: know, if
2: he can't answer your question,
5: I'm sure he can direct you in that place.
2: Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. That's the end of it. Okay, so let me get this straight. He has a felony on his record. It doesn't matter how long it's on there. It hasn't been expunged, and he wants to know if his son can have firearms?
5: Yes, and that was a month before Alicia's murder.
2: Now let me ask you this: um, Can they have firearms? I don't know why they would be able they're, to have firearms.
5: They're not supposed to. It's against and the law for a felon to have a gun not, in their home. That's,
2: that's what I thought too. And it almost seemed like this uh, operator didn't, or this uh, dispatch operator didn't know. She said, well, let me look that up. Let me get your address. Let me get this. Let me get that." Did she? Can she not just say no? You can't have. He can't have one.
5: Well, she was. I would think that she was trying to get information so they could have a record
2: of the call. Maybe I don't know. Okay, and um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So that that's funny. And um, let me call nine one one and find out if I can have a, a gun just before I shoot my wife in the head.
5: That this is his father calling
2: so I he can get his
5: son a gun. And yeah. this is what leads me to believe, now this is just my personal belief, I believe that his dad knew that he was planning on killing his wife, that he was planning on killing my my daughter.
2: And he was helping.
5: That's my belief. It, it kinda reminds be wrong, me, I don't know.
2: Have, have you ever heard of the Susan, uh, what's the last name, here in Utah? It it was always believed that the father knew what the son was doing to her, and her body has never been found. Um, Anyway, it almost sounds like uh, like the father knew and helped, and that's what happened in this case. But let's keep in mind, and I want all my listeners to remember this, that if there is an abuser, he got it from somewhere.
5: Yes, and I have a written affidavit. I'm not going to disclose the person for her own safety because she's, she's afraid for her life because of this family yeah. also. Yeah. And um, she sent me a written affidavit that's proof that the man on the video, on, on that recording, beat his son with an electrical cord on his bare back when he was 10 years old. And he, she saw him doing things like that regularly. And she saw him beating his wife. Now, this is something that was told to me. I'm not sure if it's true. I'm just saying that that is a letter that was sent to me. And um, I, I'm having to put that out there that I'm not saying that it truly happened. I'm saying that those are the letters that I received Yeah, from people that lived in Alaska when, he, when they lived in Alaska when Daniel was a little boy.
2: Right. So everyone needs to understand that. Abuse is generational, and it is handed down from one generation to another, and it is not an anger management problem by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it is a psychological problem. It is a personality disorder, and the only way to overcome that is... I don't even know how they can overcome that. I am i i do believe some groups that I work with believe that it can be overcome through... Um, Peer um peer support. Uh some people believe it can be overcome by therapy. I think it should be overcome by lobotomy, but that's just me. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't funny, but <laughs> um, <laughs> um Okay, girlfriend, I've... what's our what's our next or what what are your thoughts on that?
5: The, my thoughts on that is um, I and my, my husband and myself talk to Daniel all the time. Yeah. Um, I have a very close relationship with my daughter and he would come over with her quite frequently and we would talk to him a lot about trying to be the husband that he needed to be. Mind you, I didn't know this abuse was going on. I constantly right. asked him. Alicia if there was anything going on She said no we just stick her here and there But everything's good he doesn't hit me But I My life was being threatened By her husband and my daughter's lives Were being threatened if she said anything So she okay. felt The need to protect us Yeah She felt uh, the need To protect us so she never She never told us
2: Yeah okay so question um was he truly not hitting her at that time?
5: That's not true. No. He was okay. hitting her. We Okay. There are years
2: of abuse. And
5: okay, during so, all this time he was sex trafficking her as well.
2: Right. Yes, and I am so sorry. And your daughter did not deserve your beautiful daughter did not deserve that mistreatment no. by any stretch. And, um
5: and is, go ahead. I want to also add if is, is As twisted as this family is emotionally, I have to give some kind of credit to Penny Scott for when she confessed to Alicia's forced prostitution. I think in her way, she was trying to get help for Alicia at that time in June of 2015. I think it was her cry for help to try to get Alicia help and get her out of that situation. And maybe get her son help, too. Yes. Yes, uh, and when she confessed to it, Danny jumped on her for confessing to it. And then he followed up with Alicia is such a good wife. She's so obedient that if Daniel could tell her to go stand out in the rain, she would until he tells her to come back in.
2: Oh my gosh.
5: And that curdled my blood when I heard that video. <clears throat>
2: But and that's I'll, um very true. These- that's very true. Yeah. I want I I I'm glad you brought that to the forefront. Uh victims will do exactly that they're told to do. And the reason for that is they don't want the outcome. They don't want the punishment. They don't want the consequences of not listening to them. I I, I get I'm going to tell you what really makes my blood curdle is when they go, "Oh, they're just so addicted to the pain." No. This is not addiction to a pain. This is uh, nothing like that. It is we are conditioned to do what we're told. And we're conditioned because out of anger, out of being hit, out of being psychologically threatened, uh, manipulated, uh, chastised, uh, shamed, whatever, we are conditioned to be treated like that. And we do what we don't know how to get out. I, in fact, I can remember right. a week before I got out, the, I was on my knees going, "I don't know how I got here, and I don't know how to get out." That was the right. words out and, of my mouth.
5: You know, Alicia, when after her murder, I saw her in her casket. She didn't have any. I was. I had no idea what had happened at the time. I just knew that she had been shot. I didn't have any information as far as leading up to um, her murder. She was. from didn't know from he head did to it. Toast. Oh yes, I definitely knew he did it. Okay. No, I didn't know what. I don't know if they fought beforehand. I had no idea what had happened. Um, I looked on her body while she was in her casket for defense, like for scratches on her arms or anything like that. And she didn't have any scratches. So I immediately started going to the internet and searching, you know, I started searching Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You know, as a mom, you want answers. Yeah. You want to know, you want to know why. Right. But then I found out she had been beaten for days before he took the kids to his parents' house and came back and shot her in the face. And she had brand new bruises; she had old bruises all over her body, from head to toe and um you when you see something like that, you just want answers as a mom and i would I would have to say probably every other angel mom that might be listening would agree you You just want answers yeah. and somehow somehow you feel like. Even though they're not here, there's some kind of protection in finding those answers. And it sounds crazy, but it, it's it's hard to explain. You just want answers. And um, I was going to ask you a question, and, and it absolutely lost my brain. But the, the last video that I'm, I'm going to – a recording, I apologize. The last video recording that I'm going to play is the day after – Alicia's murder.
2: Okay, let me ask um, you a question real quick. Um, just okay. to update all of us. Um, how did the law enforcement find out that she was even dead? What what led up to that?
5: Daniel, after he murdered her, he threw her over his shoulder like a rag doll, uh, put him in his truck, put her in his truck, and while he was on his way to the hospital, he called 911 and said that he shot his wife and he knows she's dead. And they kept trying to get him to pull over, and he wouldn't. He he took her to the hospital, and that's where he was arrested.
2: Oh, that is so that horrible. Was,
5: that was the night of December twenty seventh, two 2016. I am so and, sorry um, Well thank you um, Let me see The last video is I had been calling The Scots where I knew my Grandchildren were All the next That night the next morning nobody would answer my phone calls The Scots were Telling my, ch- my grandchildren That their mom Was on vacation They wouldn't even Tell her Tell the children that she was no longer here. I understand them not telling her them not telling the children what happened, but I still cannot wrap my brain around somebody telling innocent children that their mother is on vacation.
2: Yeah. when they had been murdered. Was that the grandparents and
5: they wouldn't let me talk to the kids. they wouldn't let me have any contact with them and this is when I did a safety check to see make sure the kids were okay. And this is gonna be that recording where they're where the police are requesting the safety check. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: December twenty eighth, two thousand and sixteen, three forty five and six seconds PM.
3: Dispatch. Hey, it's over in 322. Mm-hmm. Richard. Hey, okay. um, I need a worker to have uh, check on Um, no, um so called wanting us to do it, but, okay. yeah, but we can't because we've got a personal relationship with her, so we don't want it to be a conflict of interest. Okay,
7: what's right. address? What's Okay, address?
3: Six six five eight. <laughs> Eastbound one seventy five. That's the uh, Scott residence. You're checking on the welfare of three children.
7: Okay.
3: Um. This is in reference to the shooting over in Henderson County last month. The husband shot the wife and killed her. The uh, three kids are at the father's parents' house. Um, the kids have no idea that their mother has been shot and killed. But the uh, grandparents will not let the mother's um, parents uh, see or talk to the kids at all. So she's just wanting just wanting to go by and make sure the kids are okay and check on. I didn't even know what shooting happened last night. Yeah. Um, Daniel Scott shot his 28-year-old wife, Alicia Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one on ca- in Rock Cabin? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I read about that on there 20 earlier. Yeah, but
2: it's crazy like, do
3: you want to he wants uh wants to contact you on whatever we
5: find, or and that's the end of that one.
2: Um, what did they mean? Who had a personal relationship with whom? I called the Kaufman
5: County constable. I've known her for years. Um, yeah, and and she wouldn't go out, so she called someone else to go.
2: Well, that was smart. I wouldn't go out if I was a female either. Yeah. Those kids could have been but, dead. Um,
5: thank God they weren't. Yeah. But um, that was. We still are. I'm still. Every time I try to contact my grandkids, I get slandered and name call. And I, it's just crazy. If if these people cared anything about to the grandchildren they would not alienate them from the ones who love them and that's who, true. who they love
2: that's true i have
5: countless pictures of of the grandchildren at our home happy and playing and and they have completely alienated the kids from us and they won't answer phone calls from my daughters either anymore
2: that's true If they want those children to grow up healthy, they will ensure that those children are surrounded by those that love them. Because of the fact that they are alienating those children from you, verifies and validates that they do not care one ounce about those children. They need to have power and control over your daughter still to this day.
5: Well, the only reason they have those grandchildren is because they are collecting three separate che social security checks off of the death of my daughter because there are three children. Uh, and that's why they have them and that's why they're protecting they're 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 protecting their income.
2: Yeah, their financial and
5: they can keep the money. I could care less about the money, you know? Right. It's I just care about my grandchildren and their their emotional well being.
4: Regardless, I
5: I could care less what it does to me emotionally. I just want to know my grandkids, or I want them to know that they have family that loves them and cares for them.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, they don't care about the kids, obviously. Um, They don't care about anybody. No, no, they don't. And if they did, if they did care about the kids, they would ensure that they had a good relationship with all of those that love them. That's not their their motive. Is they they have no, well, obviously they beat their son right into being uh, an abuser. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. how it works. Um, you know, you create abusers. It be, and we all know this. Abuse is a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. It escalates. And what they don't understand is, what people don't understand on a whole is, oh, he's just using words, sticks and stones don't break my, you know, the break my bones thing. that That's totally wrong. Names do matter. That is
5: wrong. They do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd also
5: <clears throat> like to add that I found out during the murder trial that Daniel, Alicia's murderer, was already grooming Dylan my grandson to abuse. He was teaching him how to fight, and he bought him a punching bag. And if he didn't hit that punching bag hard enough, he'd punch Dylan to the floor when he was like seven years old.
2: I am aghast,
5: and I'm <clears throat> I'm, I'm terrified at what's going to happen to the future of my grandchildren. If they keep well, you, have a welfare
2: to check about a once life a week like for them. That's what I would do, a welfare check every week. You don't know what they're going to do to those kids. You know, you know what I mean? I the house Yes, illegally
5: because the grandfather who has my grandchildren is also a convicted felon.
2: Oh, that's great.
5: He's not supposed to have guns in the house. And I I did a welfare check on my grandkids about two weeks after the trial just to make sure the kids were doing okay. And you want to know what they told me? What? CPS called me and told me I needed to stop having people call them to report to them. I never called anybody and asked them to call CPS or anything like that.
2: And CPS did nothing.
5: So they did nothing.
2: They did nothing. And when you asked for a welfare check, they did nothing.
5: They did nothing.
2: And this is in Texas. And
5: when we had our case study done, the um, people down in Henderson County, we I'm just going to put it out there also, we don't live a fancy lifestyle. We're re- regular, everyday people with a regular, everyday home. We are in a gated neighborhood for safety, but the social worker that came to our house that was from Kaufman County, I apologize, he went back and in his report said that we, our, our, our home was too sophisticated for our grandchildren.
2: <laughs> this is it. What is too sophisticated? What is that?
5: I have no idea i have I have eight grandchildren that run around our home all the time, and they are here they're loved. There's toys everywhere all the time i've I've got three little baby dolls sitting in a little chair right now in front of the television. You know we welcome children in our home. we welcome anybody that comes into our home and and we you know i'm proud to say that our home is always open
2: yeah
5: for people cuz they're they're loved and they're safe here right and we had been we had been almost ostracized saying that we are too good for our grandchildren and i thought that was ludicrous
2: let me did you get a copy of that report
5: <clears throat> yes i do have it
2: oh good well Maybe you should send me a copy, and maybe we should send out a lot of letters to them, saying, "You know what? <laughs> it don't matter. Whatever you think sophisticated is doesn't matter." I'll, I will mail you a thumb drive of all of the case reports
5: if you would like it.
2: Yeah, that'd be good. I'm, it's I'm like so sorry. Okay, never mind. Just that one would be fine. Then. <laughs> no. Um, I'll never find it if you send me all of them. (laughs) (laughs) If it's two phone books thick, that that would be, you know, especially when we're talking about the Austin or Dallas area. Um, So that's, um, I'm saddened that law enforcement doesn't care enough and that the judicial system doesn't care enough and that the CPS system in Utah, I mean, in um, Texas, doesn't care enough.
5: I think the the CPS system here in Texas needs to be dissolved and just completely reestablished.
2: Can I say I something mean, about? Yeah, it, it, you're not the only state. You, yeah, I, it needs to be dissolved in um, Oregon as well. I don't know how it is in Utah, but in Oregon, I've never seen anything. They literally uh, are the worst, worst. Uh, Entity in in the state of Oregon, so you're not alone. I I hate to say that, but it's true.
5: Well, I'm I am sure that there are CPS officers out there that care, and so I'm I don't want to put it all in the one lump thing, because we did we did have a case study from Collin County, and her report, both reports stated our home would be a perfect home to raise children in. Okay. It was only in East Texas when they said that. So, I I shouldn't I shouldn't be so harsh and so judgmental um because I did you know, our home did receive rave reviews as far as you know, this normal counties.
2: So let me ask you this, um uh, the Kaufman <clears throat> County is that where those people are from?
5: Coffman County and Henderson County.
2: And so basically the person who said that came from the county that the uh, uh, perpetrator's family is from. Yes. Well, someone got paid off.
5: It's it's hard to say, but it, it sounds like it. And, I mean, it was just... When we walked into court in Henderson County, um, the somebody on on the Scott side, one of the attorneys or something, as soon as we walked in, I heard one of them say, well, there are the city folks. (laughs) And I mean, it almost makes you. What
2: does that mean? It's
5: just. Well, they're they're from the country and they're from East Texas and. We're not considered normal out there because we don't live in the country. And, you know, I know a lot of country people that are down to earth, awesome, amazing people. But they used us being – we're not in the big city. We are in a rural town called Murphy. And, you know, two minutes down the road is a huge – I mean, there are ranch communities all over the place. We are in – a suburb, but they held it against us because we don't live out there. And the family courts did. Now, the criminal courts out there did a really good job. The DA, I have to say, did an amazing job with with Alicia's murder trial, and I can't say enough about that. That was That was really good. It's the family courts that are failing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately I, I saw a lot in Oregon. Um and uh a friend of mine sent me a ton of newspaper clippings on the failings and, and what counties and stuff. Just it, it's just sad. It's just sad what's going on there. It's just sad. Well, it,
5: um it, you know I don't know if you saw um the videos where um Kaufman County CPS they put some children in a home in Forney and um, killed one of the children were found dead and the man had child pornography in the home and just yesterday it was found that the son did too and I can't remember if he was 17 or 18 years old but these homes are not being screened appropriately no these were foster parents
2: they're not definitely not being screened appropriately How sad is that? That is really, really sad.
5: And I also want to say that if you want to see these videos, I think I said it earlier, but if you do want to see these videos, um, go to Facebook and check out Alicia's Voice Facebook page because the videos are on there. And I'll be posting more as I can get these. I'll have to get my husband to resend them to me because he has the actual thumb drive that they're on. And um, I'll be posting more videos as I get okay. them over the next okay. two days. And um, also I have a link for Alicia's Voice Foundation. It's com. And, and we are- you know what
2: I'll do is I have a um, Facebook called um, Making the Difference uh, About Domestic Violence. So what I'll do is yes. I'll put a link on there for your um, Facebook because I know there's two of yours. You. There's only one of mine. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, let's go to a, a public service announcement. We'll be right back and finish up with Leslie.
4: This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton
5: hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn
0: more at StopRex.org, Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
2: Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. This is Shireen with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, and I'm with Leslie, and Leslie has um, stepped away for a moment. Uh, we're going to be closing uh, this up pretty soon. I feel really um, bad for her. Um, she's really struggling, and I don't blame her. Uh, watching your child um, be killed and buried them, that's tough. That's real tough. And um, and then your grandchildren taken away from you, that's got to be twice as tough. I have to tell you, I love Leslie inside out and backwards, and she's a very dear friend. And sorry, my heart goes out to her. <clears throat> she's suffering quite a bit. So uh, for those of you that... Um, have joined us a little bit late. She did share with us some videos. She played the videos um, and then explained um, what they were about and for. And, um, and I will post her site uh, of Alicia's uh, voice uh, to um, my Facebook, uh, Making a Difference with About Domestic Violence. And... Um, and so you'll be able to get to her link through my Facebook as well, if you cannot find hers. And I want to welcome Leslie back. How are you doing, Sweetie? I'm doing good, thank you.
5: <clears throat>
2: well, that's better than how I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not doing really good. This is really hard, um, you know, to to talk about.
5: It is, and um, it's usually after the interview. in in the sessions that I just kind of I I have to uh, decompress for a little while
2: yeah well I did really good I went for a whole hour and then I started to uh, lose it
5: (laughs) I I apologize
2: I know that had to
5: be very hard for people to listen to because the first time I listened to it 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 was my brain didn't my heart didn't want to believe that that's what
2: was truly going on. Yeah. No, that's and that's I want to, to tell to
5: anybody out there, you know, if you are a victim and you are listening to this, love your kids enough to get out. You don't want your family to go through anything like this. And I've I tell everybody I don't want anybody within the sound of my voice to understand anything that I'm going through, because if they do, that means they've had to walk a similar path. And that is not what I want for anyone. The reason I'm on here talking is to make a difference in other people's lives. Yeah. This This is all about helping other people and using Alicia's voice to reach other people. And if there's anything that we can do to help <clears throat> anybody out there, please don't hesitate to send a private message to Alicia's voice. I'll do anything within my power. Shireen will do anything within her power. Yeah. Yeah. We are here. We don't get paid for what we do. We do it nope. because we love people. We love you out there and we want to make a difference in your lives.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and that's why we do everything. We're like devoted to this, Um, you know, you know, we're not just uh, survivors, we're thrivers, and we're trying to transcend um, self-efficacy and self-acknowledgement and um, and do things uh, to the nth degree to help others n- not suffer the way we suffered.
5: Right. And, Shireen, I want to say I'm sorry for what you've gone through.
2: Thank you. It's just part of it. Um I think I'm more tired than anything. I I'm kinda of busy and uh, I just stay busy. <laughs> and uh yes, I do.
7: <laughs>
2: so it, it, it just makes it more difficult to try to accomplish everything that we need to do. But any anyway, do you have any uh any last uh comments, Leslie?
5: I wanna thank everybody for their constant support and the messages that I receive from everyone um, I'm so very thankful that that people are are so supportive of Alicia's voice foundation and um, just say your prayers because we're going to be launching a fundraiser for a scholarship this spring it's going to be Alicia's voice first scholarship for a graduate and um, we are we are looking forward that this uh the end of may beginning of june
2: well thank you for sharing that also um is there anything else that you'd like to share that's going on on your website i did notice um you had more than one it looked like uh, to be announced so it did say for different activities that you're working on
5: i actually was in brenham I, what i do is i go into where i feel like my work is utilized the most is I go into the high school and I talk to the students about the dangers and the the warning signs of domestic violence and and what they look like. It's not cute. You know, these, the young kids, they, they think it's cute for the, for the, boyfriend or girlfriend to blow their phone up and call 50 times within a 10 minute period because they can't get a hold of them or to alienate them from their family. Oh, they just really care about me. No, that's a warning sign. And and I go into the schools and not only do I teach them what the warning signs are, I also teach them about what a happy and healthy relationship looks like. So they'll kind of know what to look for.
2: Excellent. Excellent.
5: And, and, and that's what I, that's where I feel like the most impact is being made are in our schools.
2: Yeah. And I agree with you. Um, I was in a meeting and, oh, just a few days ago, maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember. Everything's kind of running together. And, um, it was like two days ago. I've been in so many DV meetings this week. I can't even count them. um, and this guy brought it to our attention. He says you need to penetrate the school. I work with um, Pictar as well. I work with several different agencies, uh, besides my own. And um, and he said, you know what? You need to have uh, you need to have a strong Um, presence in in the high schools because that is where they're able to change it's when they get older that it's more difficult to change but it's still possible because it's a learned behavior right so so learned behavior can be unlearned behavior the only thing is is um, when you're working with different personality um, disorders uh, there's a little bit of a problem there because narcissists don't think that they have a problem, so they're not going to go get help anyway, right? And um, sociopaths, you just you just don't even want to be around them. They'd rather just, you'd you be dead than anything. And borderline personality, they might get a little bit of help. Uh, they rage. They just start to rage and rage. And so um, they might uh, recognize, hey, this isn't normal, maybe, and um, want to get help. But, yeah, it before that it has even developed um it's best to hit them and you're doing the right thing and i'm glad that you're showing them what a healthy relationship looks like in my book i kind of tried to make that uh, evident as well this is what a healthy relationship looks like this is what a healthy person would say uh this is what an unhealthy person would say a healthy person um leslie Would actually say something to say say something to the effect of when you say, "Hey, why don't you try this?" Their attitude is, "You know what? Let's give it a try." If their attitude is, "Nope, it's not going to work. No, let's not do that. Nope, nope, nope. You know, they got a disorder." Because a healthy person is willing to work as um, you, you know as a as a team with their spouse or with others, you know.
5: Right. Are constantly, if, if, if somebody wants to do something and the other person's constantly cutting them down and saying, well, that's just stupid. Right. It's, it's really sad that, that that happens to people in everyday life. And, and a lot of people don't realize that it's a way of control.
2: Right, right. It is a, it is a way of control. And that's their whole uh, method is power, control, and dominance. And, uh, that's their whole, their whole scheme. That's what they need. They have to have that. It's now, if anyone's addicted to anything, it'd be addicted to power and control is the abuser for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, is there any last things that you'd like to say? And, uh, you know, I love you and we will be Skyping again soon and I will hopefully see you soon. If not a person, um, definitely on Skype.
5: (laughs) Yes. Now that I have Skype.
2: (laughs) I know. That was great when you got that. It's like a new toy. (laughs) um,
5: I really don't have anything to add other than, you know, thank you for listening. And um, keep yourself safe above all. Keep you and your family safe.
2: Yes, everyone needs to keep their families safe, and you just never know. You absolutely never know. Like in um, Utah, they had that Lauren McCluskey girl from Washington. I'm sure you heard that story.
5: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm
2: sure. Oh, it was so sad. She was going to a university up north in uh, the northern part of uh, Utah, and she went to the police department or the uh Security or the police on campus and asked for help, and she didn't evidently get the help that she wanted. I don't know if she didn't qualify for it. I don't know. I had an officer say, "You don't know the whole story. You didn't read the report." No, I just got went on everything that I heard the parents say, the newspapers say, and I have friends that work in the media, so I'm sure they read the report. That being said, she went to um, she started dating this guy. And she only dated him for a month, and she broke up with him. He lied about his name. He lied about his age. He was a sexual predator. And um, when the um, security or the police department on um, campus didn't help, she went to the Salt Lake Police Department, and they, they didn't help either. They said, you know, go back to the the college security or law enforcement. And um, – She was on the phone with her mom. She's walking back to her car, and all you hear is no, no, and then she's dead.
5: Oh, my goodness. Oh. Mm.
2: Right by her car. That just hits me in my heart. I know. It's, It's very hard. It's
5: so preventable. It's so preventable.
2: Yeah. Well, the officer that I was talking to... Made it sound like it wasn't preventable And I'm not sure if it would have been Preventable Um, I think I don't know I lived in California for a long time Very dangerous areas Um, If I felt scared going to my car for anything I would say hey can you walk me to my car Maybe they should have offered that as a a solution I don't know Um, And they would walk me to my car These gunned um, officers would walk me to my car And then I would drive home And uh, you know it only happened a few times, but, you know, I took my safety in, in concern. But that's ob- definitely an option, I think, for all women to be able to ask, you know, for help to their vehicle or or safety and security in some manner. I'm not saying that we should, you know, hey. ask the police to walk us across the street and so forth. Um, but, you know, in, in the case of... Um, Anything on campus? If anyone remembers the uh, the case out there in Oregon on um, Umpqua Community College, a kid came to school with a gun and just started shooting people, and the officers mm-hmm. on campus weren't even um, armed. They had decided they didn't want to mm. they didn't want armed officers, and so they had to wait for the law enforcement to get there. The unfortunate thing about uh, Umpqua Community College is way out in the middle of nowhere. So it took them a few minutes to get there for sure. But, um, you know, if someone's going to be evil, they're going to be evil. But, uh, you know, let's try to do the best we can. That's all I'm saying.
5: Well, And, you know, one thing I want to add, you said something about the the officers were not armed. You know, my daughter was murdered with a gun. But I strongly believe guns do not kill people.
2: I have to agree. It's the hands that
5: are holding the gun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 10,000 and guns percent. are there for
5: protection. Yeah, I use a gun. I know how to use a gun very well. My dad taught me how to use a gun when I was six years old, and yeah. he taught me gun safety. Yeah. And and I'm I know how to shoot better than a lot of men do.
2: Yeah.
5: And we we have to be taught the right way.
2: Right. No, I totally agree. My dad. I can't was say what? that
5: I could see a gun right now. I still haven't been able to bring myself to even touch a gun right now because of what happened to my daughter, but i yeah. do need i do know how to use one for your if, safety if, to protect my home and to protect right. my family right
2: yeah, my dad was law a law officer in l a years ago, and um he thought it was very important that we learn how to handle a gun appropriately, so again, at a very young age five. I don't know he's very young Yeah. we started shooting at everything <laughs> I mean he mm-hmm. would take us uh, you know um, to shoot at you know targets and stuff and at yes. a very young age because he felt it was very important and um, I do too I do too anyway girlfriend I love you and I will talk to you later and you have a good well, day thank okay, you please. so much thank you and, and I'll thank talk you- to you soon and thank you for sharing that for sure.
5: Well, thank you for allowing me to.
2: Okay. Love you.
5: Love you. Bye-bye.
2: Okay. Bye-bye. I want to thank everyone for coming on my show or listening to my show tonight. Uh, next week we will be having uh Lionel Shipman. He'll be talking about financial, uh, the financial aspect of marriage. Um, But also the financial aspect uh, in the case that you might be financially abused, uh, some things that you can do to help yourself. And so uh, this, uh, again, it might be for victims, but he also wants to bring up some things that would be very helpful in marriages and that type of thing. Which I said, hey, platform's yours because this guy, he's brilliant when it comes to the financial world for sure. And so that will be Lionel Shipman uh, next Thursday at uh, the same time, uh, seven o'clock um, Mountain Time, six o'clock Pacific Time, eight o'clock Central Time. And um, don't forget, go to my Facebook. I will. I always put my my shows on there and a few other things. It's uh, what is my Facebook? I have so many of them. <laughs> I guess before I say that, I should actually know what I'm talking about. Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, that's the one that I'll – actually, I put them on several, but that's the one that I'll put it on uh, first tonight, and um, you have a good night.